Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. DNVR Broncos podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook and the Broncos are not back but Zach is back thank all that is holy (laughs) I'm pumped to be back with you guys and the Broncos are not back we got two more weeks though until the Broncos are officially back I gotta say it doesn't feel like it does not feel like we're close to Broncos football. I don't know why. It just feels so far away. Like I'm just grasping and and I can't reach it. It feels like we're in the desert, just dragging our way through the sand. And we think (laughs) we may see it, but no, it's a mirage. We're just still so thirsty for football. It does feel pretty crazy. Like two weeks from now, we're going to be at a football practice. Well, I guess two weeks from tomorrow. It's summer. It's 100 degrees out. Yeah, it doesn't get any cooler, I'll tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) It just gets hotter. Uh, Also, depending on... We we haven't heard anything about the setup this year, uh, but depending on the setup, if you're on the hill, there's nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. It's just you and the sun. You think you think maybe they're waiting for for Rob Walton to come in and plant some palm trees there right before the camp opens? Bro, I know (laughs) they've got some... Badass canopies at Walmart. They gotta bring them in. <laughs> you could probably get a discount on them too. All right, Zach. I want uh, this is like first day back from summer show and tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want your favorite experience, um, mm-hmm. your favorite place, and your favorite meal. Wow, you're you're hitting me with it, and I gotta go meal first, and okay. I've gotta go classic Zach here gelato from violette <laughs> in italy that's not oh, a my meal goodness oh it was <laughs> it was a meal you're right actually it's not a meal because in italy they actually have uh very reasonable portion sizes especially with ice cream like a small is like a kid's size a medium is like a small a large is you know not very big so uh yeah yeah it, you, you're right about that it's not really a meal but oh my gosh the gelato is was so good wait okay this this brings up an interesting point like you're saying that like you enjoy the fact that the sizes are smaller is that correct? No, 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 no. I did okay. not. I did not enjoy okay. it because I certainly could have had this as as a meal, especially when it comes to ice cream. Everything else, especially when you're on a trip, you're not really taking leftovers. And typically, mm-hmm. I'm taking leftovers from every single meal I have. But actually, there I wasn't. I was. I was a big boy, able to finish my my whole meals most of the time. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of nice, and that you can just have more meals. Like, like it, I would enjoy, like, you're going to Italy. It's like, oh, let's try these four different restaurants today. That would be awesome. But I also would imagine that it's not cheap. Mm. I, actually, I, I was I was surprised at, at how affordable oh. the, the, the meals were in well, Italy specifically. Well, the Euro just went one-to-one. Yeah, it did. America's back. Know that. <laughs> that, that, that was 
that was insane. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you, but, you've been watching your CNN, Ryan? You're, bro, you're I, I just know things. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> just I keep track, you know, I like to keep track of the global markets. I, I wow. guess that, that, that every every morning you wake up, you, you, you get the newspaper and uh... I want to check in on the yen, you know, see how they're doing. Well, what how, are we looking with the yen, yen then? Yeah, um, what, what are we thinking? They actually didn't uh, release the reports today. It was, uh, it was a, yeah, yeah, the market's closed because it's uh, a Tuesday. It, yeah. two, no, Tuesdays are no yen days. You're right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Famously, Ryan knows. Yes, Wednesday Yen Day. That's what everyone says. <laughs> Wednesday. Okay. <laughs> Tomorrow we need a report, Ryan. That's what people are saying in the biz. Um, <laughs> and what biz is that? The money biz. <laughs> okay. Hey, I I want to be in the money biz. Mm-hmm. Okay. So wait. Uh, can you give us a, an actual meal? An actual meal. Well. I would go to uh, croissants in Paris, but I don't think you're going to say that that's a meal either. Um, Was there a protein? No, no. Well, okay, okay. I did have I did have one one croissant this one time uh, at a place called Angelina's, which they give they're known for their hot chocolate because it's literally like Hershey's syrup and it tastes like that. It's like super super thick, and so I, I paired that with a croissant mm. that was filled with chive cream cheese and then they put extra cheese on top so yes there was protein in that and i got to say that was the first thing i had in the morning along with my my cup of hot chocolate and i was just stuffed the rest of the day but not <laughs> stuffed in like a, in in a, a not hungry way i was hungry but i didn't want to eat because it was probably the richest meal of my life wow. is hot chocolate a summer food there um so i i lied i actually had it iced because i could not have it hot uh and very untraditional of me but uh yeah it was drinking thick chocolate when it's like 90 out just it it wasn't the vibe yeah that seems like a tough uh tough sell uh okay uh best area best city Mm, best city well rome was so cool and just the crazy thing about it when when, when you travel and stuff um like in paris things were old like built in the 1800s and stuff and then in rome i just it couldn't wrap my mind around how old things are like the Colosseum was built in 50 50 not like 1950 50 it stopped it stopped working as the the Colosseum where people die and stuff in 500, 1500 <laughs> years ago. I just couldn't wrap my mind around that. That is crazy. Like, I get hyped over the fact that the building that the bar is in was built in 1919. <laughs> right, exactly. You're like, it's 100 I'm years I'm like, think old. of all the history. Think of all the people that have come through here. <laughs> right, wow. right. And when, when when I was in the Coliseum, I was just thinking, think about all the, the violent death and murders and it's <laughs> it's really crazy and then they really highlight all of that when you're in there too and what, what what's also crazy is when i was in the coliseum and actually my fiance annika pointed this out she said this feels like sports authority or, or invest or not let's go um and power field and it's like it, it does make you think in uh, probably not 2000 years from now in 500 years from now, are these stadiums just going to be standing here decrepit mm. and people are going to be taking tours of them saying, yeah, this is where, you know, people bashed into each other wearing helmets <laughs> and armor and stuff. And it's, it's crazy to think about. It is there, there's of... no way they're tearing down Lambo. Like that will be there until humans are just gone. Yeah. 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 
Well, I mean, probably people will stop living in Green Bay eventually. <laughs> That's true. Well, everybody well, every, will. Everything's going to be frozen and preserved. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, everything will be underwater if it's not in <laughs> the middle of America. It does That's depend really on how we all die. Like, what is the extinction? Like, if it's yeah. a zombie thing, then, like, yeah, everything will be here. If it's, like, a meteor, then probably burning up, you know? Right. Point, Ryan's probably point. right underwater. I think we're all going to be underwater. Maybe it's because of a meteor that causes the big splash. What if oh, they keep? Oh, the I like splash. that. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> like the a rock coming to your your local water world. <laughs> <laughs> what if the like when when we are all underwater and like we adapt to it or whatever, they just keep using Lambo for underwater football. Oh. <laughs> I could isn't isn't it built in to the ground? It is. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. They should just put a tarp in there, make it a pool in the summers. <laughs> Why have they never done that? <laughs> Do I we think know, Aaron man. would Aaron Rodgers approve of that? I, I don't know if he'd be all in he'd probably be all in for it. As long as it was like a salt water pool, like no chemicals, chlorine, all that mm, stuff. He's anti that's true. That's that's really that true. Yeah. Exactly it. Yep. <laughs> He'd want it like uh, the Dead Sea where it's just yeah. all salt. Yeah, there's no way you're getting Aaron Rodgers in a public pool. I bet even like hotel pools I, I or hot tubs. I wonder if he has concerns about that. I would guess yes. Yeah, it's, I, I would guess that as well. These uh, are the okay. things we could legitimately be talking about, and it could have re- references to the Broncos if Aaron Rodgers was here. Wow. I thought you were going to say that like people are going to reference this YouTube video in – you know, 2505 and be like, they called it. They knew it. Like <laughs> underwater football. How did they know? <laughs> probably probably the less dangerous, right? Football. Yeah. Okay. All right. You didn't give us best experience. Ah, uh, best experience, man. That is, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to brew on that. I don't, okay. I don't even know where to, where to go with that right now. I, like from what I saw, you guys were just like eating and sightseeing. Yeah. Yep. E- eating and sightseeing that that was it walked about 20,000 steps a day on the trip. Um, so uh, it was uh, it was awesome just to, and it, what, what's oh, also crazy wait. is. Uh, OK, wait, really quick on, on the walking, I was actually I meant to ask you, like, I know for a fact I go on that trip. I'm gaining at least 10 pounds. Like, <laughs> it, does that a thing that happens to you? No, I lo- I lost a pound. Wasn't trying oh to. I, I even had the the large gelato size followed by pasta and uh, had had wine a lot. It just it just didn't it didn't happen. And uh, well, one one of the reasons I mean Paris is such a spread out city, so you're just walking everywhere. Uh, I would say probably the unique experience that I personally loved, Ryan, and people may think I'm crazy for this. I love public transportation in cities. It's it's close to airports. And man, just being deep down in a subway, there's nothing like it. And Paris and Rome both had it. Oh my gosh, it is it's so cool. That's what's one thing that I wish Denver really had, and it just doesn't. We don't have the subway system. It is crazy uh, that riding the RTDs around. I I can't. I can't. Like it doesn't even help me. Like I live in town and there's just no way to use the train. Like it would be tougher to get to the train than get where I'm going. What about the it, light it, rail? That's the, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, I mean, what about the? <laughs> I meant, I meant, what about the bus? <laughs> um, the I buses are just 
I don't know. I, I feel like if, pro if, trains anti bus. Interesting. If okay. everybody were to use the bus, I would get on the bus. But I have these probably wrong preconceived notions about public buses in this area, and so I just I I stay at a distance. Everything that you think about the bus is what everyone would say if there was an underground train in Denver. <laughs> everybody <laughs> would ride that thing. It'd be incredible. Yeah, and they yeah. Would- I. I'd be on it. Hank would be on it. Oh, podcast from the train. I can honestly <laughs> say I've never rode like an in-town bus in Denver, but that's because I just scooter. Which yeah. is better than taking a train anyway. It is crazy it, though. It, like, more direct, that's for sure. Yeah. I was going through this thread today and it's like it's forty dollars in three hours to take a train from London to Paris. Wow. That's incredible. Like I and you go underwater. Oh my god, they didn't even include that part. That's yeah. awesome. Is it loud when you go underwater? That's a good question. It's it's called the channel, and there's actually a, a drink made with it, with it where they take parts from Paris and they take parts uh, from England and they mix them, and it's called the channel. Is that the channel tunnel? Yeah, I think so. I think you're nice, right. Nice. <laughs> wow, we really are our people. We've got our our brains working. We're you know we're we're really warmed up for this podcast. So we might as well talk some football now. Um, Zach, we've kind of been going through these ESPN rankings that Jeremy Fowler dropped where 50 players, coaches, and execs all voted on the best at certain positions. Uh, We've gone through quarterback. The ranking was bad. Um, We've gone through – what else did we go through? Oh, corner. Um, The ranking was okay, I I would say solid. Um, And now we've come to safety. Safety, and I got to say, guys – I would have never, ever predicted this. Um, as much as I love Justin Simmons, as much as I think he's great, as much as, you know, I, I have only good things to say about him, I would never have predicted that these 50 people from around the league would have voted Justin Simmons as the number one overall uh, safety, and I think it's awesome that he did. I, I think it's awesome as well, and Ryan, I, I agree. I'm completely shocked by this because I feel like we've said for years – Oh, Justin Simmons, everyone in Denver knows how good he is. The coaches, the fans, the media, his teammates, but no one outside of Denver knows just how good he is. Guess we can't say that anymore because they put him higher than maybe even people in Denver would have having him number one on this list. And we'll go through this list. But my biggest takeaway from this list and, and how the safeties were voted on in the NFL is Wow, this isn't a very strong position. I'm not really blown away by this list of the top 10 safeties at all. Yeah, they they all have their flaws, it feels like. Like with half these guys, you look at them and it's like, Derwin James, like he's always been right there. You know, Harrison Smith is super old. Mika Fitzpatrick, really good safety, but he doesn't feel like the number two player at a position. Like if you think about the players they are there at other positions, I agree with you. Like, they're all really fun players, players you want, but it is kind of a – it's weird. It's a weird group. Well, and I and I think you just uncovered it, Hank, as to why Justin Simmons is number one. He he has no holes in his game. Um, if you were to say what what's Justin Simmons' biggest weakness, the number one thing I would be able to say is, like, um, he doesn't – he doesn't create, like, game-changing plays. 
But a lot of times that's not up to the player. You know what I mean? Like if they're, if they're not giving you the opportunity to make those plays and you can't make those plays. Um, so I think that that's why he's number one. I think it's why eventually Pat Sertan is going to be number one in those cornerback rankings. It's the same thing. So solid. And what do we talk about so often when we talk about coaches? What do they love? Consistency. And, you know, same thing probably goes for GMs and everything. Like, you know exactly 100% what you're getting out of Justin Simmons every time he steps on the field. You know, over the course of the year, like over the years, there's been a couple times where, like, there was a miscommunication and, and, you know, he got beat over the top. But pretty much every game you can go in and say, like, okay, he's not going to allow anything over the top of him. He's probably going to come down and make some great plays in the run. Um, He's going to be solid in coverage. He's never going to get burned in one way or the other. And once in a while, he's going to make a big play for you. And I just think that when when they were going through this and they were like, okay, well, you know, this guy has that and this guy has that. And they were just like, well, what's wrong with Justin Simmons? Oh, nothing. Yeah, exactly. And especially from the safety position, Ryan, obviously you you want trustworthy players at any position, but the safety position, that's literally in the name safety. They're your last safety net. So you, you want guys that can have huge plays, but you also need guys that aren't going to blow it at your last line of defense. And you know that he's consistent back there. Like, we all know that, like, that's what he's good at is he's out there every single play doing what he does. But then you read the story and some of the stats they have in there, it's like, oh, really? Like, when they say last year he was tied for the league lead among safeties with five interceptions, he's tied for second with 12 passes defensed among safeties. It's a... Like, those are numbers that you look at and you're just like, oh, I didn't necessarily know that he was way up at the very tippy top or, you know, the at least four picks in each of the past three seasons, the most disrupted dropbacks of, of all safeties over the past three seasons. Like those are all numbers that just show he really has been the best safety. And, and again, like I, I think we were underrating. I know I was, I would have said, yeah, he's a top five safety, but I don't think I would have said number one and the numbers back it up. It's, I don't know. My That's- eyes have been opened. The one that surprises me is that five was good enough for the league lead. And I think it kind of goes to Zach. This is not a knock on Justin Simmons, but I think it kind of goes to Zach's point of like, this isn't a very dynamic position in the NFL right now. Um, And I almost wonder if it's just about the positional value. Like um, our kids, who knows how young, but you can even just go to college. Like, if he could go back with Justin Simmons have just learned corner all through college and just played corner. I know he did play a little bit, um, but there's just so much more money there. Um, Like teams are drafting that position higher. They're paying that position sooner and they're paying it more money all the way down to the end where it's like, if you ever, if you have a great career, are you going to the hall of fame? Like if you're a safety, probably not. Um, If you're a corner, well, you might have a much better chance of getting in. So like from top to bottom, those athletes, I just wonder if they're being groomed as corners, unless they're too big for the position. And then you might have a whole other conversation. Are they being you know, taught to play linebacker or something else? It's, it's a great point. And especially, let's just start with the draft, Ryan. I mean, how many corners go in the first round compared to how many safeties? I don't know that number off the top of my head, but I guess it's over double, uh, maybe even triple. If, if you are going in the top 10 as a safety, you have to be all world look derwin james was viewed as an incredible prospect coming out of college like nearly as good as you can get 
He didn't go in the top 10. Pat Sertan was viewed as a fantastic corner. He went in the top 10. And 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 so I, I think it, it does start there. And I think that's a great point because when I look at this list and Justin Simmons is one and Derwin James is four, the talent with Derwin is off the charts. And this isn't a disrespect to Justin Simmons, but I think if, if you would have told executives around the league, okay, if you get a healthy Justin Simmons for a five-game stretch or a healthy Derwin James for a five-game stretch, who are you taking? My guess is most of them would probably lean with Derwin just because the talent is off the charts with him. But the fourth best safety in the NFL has missed 29 games the past three seasons. He's missed 10 games per year the past three seasons. And guess what? He's only been in the league four seasons. So he's only had one season in which he's played in every single game, which is just crazy that that guy is the fourth best safety in the NFL right now. Yeah, and go ahead, Hank. Yeah, the other piece with the draft stuff is that when when safeties do get drafted highly, you know, whether it's Kyle Hamilton or Derwin James or Jamal Adams, they're all these hybrid guys. They're all the guys who who play linebacker, line up in the slot. You want them in the box um, and not necessarily deep guys. And when you look at this list, you know, Justin Simmons there at the top. Obviously, he's a free safety. He can do some other things you want him in the back. Mika Fitzpatrick, he plays some corner. You move him around. But he wanted to be moved back, and they played him a lot more at free safety this year. Kevin Byard, another deep safety. And so it, it's interesting, especially because these are NFL people who vote on these, the, the, the same people who are drafting the hybrid guys who, who are those freaks who can change games from kind of maybe the most impactful part of the defense right there in the middle, they're still voting for these guys who sit way back and play the deep zone as the most valuable safeties, the guys that you'd want on your team. Yeah, I think it's such a great point. And, and it's so interesting and I think uh, just doing safeties in a whole as a whole is a flawed um, idea in the first place, um, because I think there's very few similarities between strong safety and free safety. Like it's it's a whole other position, in my opinion. Um, it's it's essentially like inside linebacker, outside linebacker to me. Um, so I don't like doing that in the first place. But as you look down this list, as again, I said, I was surprised to see Justin Simmons number one, like legitimately surprised, not because of my belief in his talent, but just because of what I would have assumed the the NFL thought about him. Is there anyone that you would put above him? Mm, but I mean, what one thing that, that Hank said uh, about Minka is just that versatility. Mm-hmm. And I think he's viewed as, as, a, as a guy that can hit you really hard, but also make that uh, that game-changing interception. He, he would float there, and he's number two right there. Outside of that, I can't put Derwin James above Justin Simmons when he's missed 29 games the past three, sim- the, the past three seasons. And then anyone else? Oh, no, I, no, I can't. Exactly. Yeah. And Minka's the one. I mean, and that's why it was last year. Minka was number one and Justin Simmons was number two this year. It's reversed. Like it does feel like it is kind of those two guys. Um, you know, Derwin James is the other one that I kind of circle, but he misses too many games. Like if, if he's fully healthy, maybe you just get caught up in that dream of the, the guy who plays in the box and in the slot and, just dominates from right there and is wrecking plays in a whole bunch of different ways. Like it does still seem like there's more upside playing that kind of role, but none of these guys have done it to the point where it, it you take them over Justin Simmons. 
I completely agree. It, it's so, I don't know. I, I think, I think the, the, the main point there was from Zach who essentially said, you know, it's just not a very deep position in the NFL. I want to talk a little bit more about the back end of these rankings. Cause I think they're bad um, here in just a second, but first uh, let's give a shout out to our friends at DraftKings. Uh, lots of great stuff going on over at DraftKings right now, uh, including a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Yes, that's right. You can take your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't, if it doesn't win, they'll give it right back to you uh, in the form of a free bet. Uh, baseball, golf, MMA, and more. I'll definitely be throwing down some bets uh, on the British or the Open Championship, if you will, uh, this weekend. Um, and it's, I don't know. Well, Henry, what do you think? Do you like when um, it's these late night tea times and like you could stay up late and watch it or wake up early and watch it? I I mean, I no, I hate it. I've been trying to figure out. I was considering just flipping my sleep schedule, you know, because what they tee off at like 2 a.m. and they'll finish around noon or so. Like, get done at noon, jump on the podcast, and go to bed. I'm not really sure what my plan is. Maybe I'll just be waking up at 4.30 and going to bed. I really, really hate it. Um, but it's the most important thing in my life right now, so I'm going to find a way to make it work. <laughs> uh, I feel the opposite because I have my own golf tournament this weekend, um, a little three-dayer. Um, so, mm-hmm. like, I would say it's, like, one step below what they're doing there at St. Andrews. Um and I, there's no way I would be able to watch any of it if it was during the middle of the day. So, like, I can either stay up late um, or wake up a little early before my tea times and, and you know, uh, get some golfing. How do you have a three-dayer but not a four-dayer? How, how don't you extend that so that you truly are one of the pros? I don't I, – I think the main thing is that people can't get off work that soon. Mm, that's, that's a weak excuse. Weak. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately you can't bet on it, but you could bet on so many other things over at DraftKings Sportsbook. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, app now use the code DNVR, make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Um, and of course that's new customers, only minimum $5 deposit, uh, required eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And to piggyback off that, let's hit our DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week right now. And I'll dive in first. And I am going with a division winner. No, I'm not looking at the Broncos there at plus 260. Chiefs are plus 175. Chargers plus 220. And the Raiders, we love how Las Vegas just disrespects the Raiders at plus 650. But I'm staying away from the AFC West. I'm going to the AFC North. I've talked about this a lot, but I've never officially made it my pick of the week. I'm going Baltimore Ravens to win the AFC North at plus 160. I think just a couple of months ago, the Bengals were favored. People are starting to buy the Ravens again, and I would get in while they're still at plus value. Look, they've got some good competition with the Bengals. There's no doubt about it. But it's a two-man race there with those teams, and I think that the Ravens are going to take that division back. I'll go with uh, – let's go Joaquin Neiman to win the Open. Plus 5,000. Uh, that's 51. Don't laugh at me, Ryan. Um, he's, at you. he's sharp. Like, he's played some Eric good and golf. I are laughing at you over here, too. 
<laughs> Damn it, stop. The 50 to 1, it's like iron guy. Like I was kind of tempted because it's a shorter course to just be like, well, maybe this is where Bryson gets it back on track and you get the 130 to 1. Nope. Stick into the script here. It's Joaquin Neiman, 50 to 1. We'll see who's laughing on Monday. Bryson is allowed to play. I, DraftKings says so. Well, I believe everything that DraftKings says. Yes. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm going to go slightly more smart is the word I'll use. Believable? Um, yeah. Wow. Uh, I'm going Cam Smith, not to win, but to top 10. He's pretty much like you can just put Sharpie him in for top 10s at majors. Um, and that's three to one, like three plus 300. Um, I think that that's a real, like if you were to compare that to, I don't know, uh, like a three to one underdog in a, in a football game, you would feel like this is more likely to happen. Henry, are you going to, you going to laugh at him or, or what? You can, you can't <laughs> just take it and not give it back. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Ryan. How's that? How's that's that feel? Deal. But by the way, last week I gave out Xander Shoffley top 20 and he won the, he won the whole thing. So maybe you want to sprinkle Cam Smith to win the tournament. What are we talking for those odds? Uh, 28 to one. 28 to one. I love it. Those aren't, those are about half as laughable as Henry's odds. And, and something that's not laughable at all is our friends over at Ivaca TV, because one of the most frustrating things is trying to watch the awesome Colorado sports that we got going on in this town. Broncos are the only easy team that you can watch because of course they're on national basic cable. Every other team though, so tough to watch. But Ivaca has flipped that on its head. If you want to watch the Avs, if you want to watch Nuggets, and if you want to watch the Rockies, you can do that with our friends over at Ivaca TV because they have altitude for the Rockies. They've got, uh, or they've got altitude for the Nuggets and Avs. They've got AT&T Sportsnet, Rocky Mountain for the Rockies. And if you go to Ivaca.tv slash DNVR, you're going to get it for a steal. Only $25 a month plus using the code DNVR over at evoca.tv slash DNVR is going to get you $10 off for your first three months plus the receiver. So you're talking $15 a month. There's no contracts. There's no hidden fees. So check them out over at evoca.tv slash DNVR. You know, I was just scrolling down to like the very bottom of this. And I just feel like at plus 100,000, you gotta throw a sprinkle on someone by the name of Ronan Malarney. Like I'm... that sounds like someone who would win the open. Wait, are you way Man. down at the bottom? Yeah, I'm I at think... the very bottom. Is that plus a hundred thousand or is that plus a million? That's plus a hundred thousand. Yes, it is. Well, so no, I'm not interested. If you even just sprinkle something on what is it, Ronan Maloney? It's our boy Ronan Malarney, one dollar to win a thousand dollars. One dollar to win a thousand. Yep. You put a couple of dollars there. You're probably not going to work on Monday. That's true. I mean, like, think about this, guys. I'm a big believer in, um, you know, uh, the energy around things and the way that you can control outcomes. If all of us bet on Ronan, just. Even, you know, just a sprinkle. Like, we're going to be sending energy all the way to St. Andrews that he'll be able to ride. I thought you always say that that Hank is it. No, that's that's different. That's if they're the favorite. Okay. I've got a lot to learn. So are are we sending our our, uh, our money and energy Ronan Malarney's way? We're, we're, We're rowing for Ronan. 
What are the odds shown on the TV broadcast? <laughs> Just once. Oh god! I wish you could bet on that. Probably still like fifty to one. I you did might see... as well just burn your money at this point. I was trying to find a picture of him. It's uh, elusive, um, but he's from <laughs> he's from Galway. Okay, is that, that in is. Ireland? Um, Galway. That is in Ireland. Good job. Who could have guessed that Ronan Malarney's from <laughs> Ireland? I mean, he could have been from anywhere around there. Apparently, he got a ride uh, on Bryson DeChambeau's private jet uh, to to St. Andrews. Wow. Well, that's good vibes. He must I know, be feeling that's what good. I'm saying. Like, he's at least got to be a good hang. <laughs> or he's yeah, a bad that. hang because he gets along with Bryson. Yeah. it's mm, a good point. It's tough. It's tough. <laughs> We'll do more. I don't know if we can be Ronan for Maloney anymore. No, we're doing it. We're all in. Are we dying for Dyson? For for Dyson? For Bryson? For Bryson? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it. I thought. I thought. I thought of the the vacuum, and I was like, that can't be right. Dyson DeChambeau because he sucks like a vacuum. (laughs) There we go. Better at this point. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Any any other reads that we needed to hit there? Uh, why don't you just check us out over at thednvr.com. We've got some awesome things coming up, including a couple of golf tournaments going on. You can check all that out over on Twitter, over at thednvr.com. We've got training camp coming up just around the corner. There's going to be no better place than everything DNVR. This podcast, we're going to have you covered over at the DNVR. We're going to have you covered. And you got to stay tuned for our YouTube channel as well. So much with the with training camp. I'm putting fourteen dollars on Ronan Malarney. <laughs> Why fourteen? Why? Because <laughs> uh, my count is like uh, actually fourteen dollars and nine cents. Because um, it's like that much over an, uh, an even number, so it's just like uh, that money doesn't count. Mm. Is that what you do with like your bank account yeah. too? Like you just print out, well, take some out of the ATM yeah. to get down an even number, <laughs> toss it on the street. Honey, I had Dude, to do it. it. I had to take the money more. out. <laughs> Exactly. Um, so yeah, you you guys will be laughing when I make fourteen G's on Sunday night. <laughs> You'll be laughing when I'm I make for you. fifty to one odds on my guy Joaquin Neiman. There you go. Um, okay, uh, let's bring up the rankings again. Um, and I just like like what's Harrison Smith doing here? I mean, he's he, okay. So he's really old. It's a bad contract because yeah. it keeps going. But in terms of like just good safeties, he's a good safety. So you're telling me he is a better safety than Tyron Matthew? So that was the biggest beef here. That to mm-hmm. me was the biggest beef is how the hell is Tyron Matthew not being not on this list somewhere? That was going to be my thing. Is he? There's no way he's below seven, um, in my opinion. And because of that, it's like, and actually maybe I could make the case he is below seven because I think Antoine Winfield is too low. Um, so maybe it should go – I think it should maybe even go six Winfield, seven Bates, eight Matthew. I think that's fair. If Jamal Adams doesn't have his name and star power, is he 10th? No. Oh, and oh. I guess if, if, if you expand it past him being what he was – I think it says in there he was number one on this list two years ago. So you do at least have some history to be like, yeah, look at what he used to be. Um, but it, 
outside of like that stuff in terms of what he is as a football player right now, especially in the system that he's in, like you're probably going to be looking at this at the end of the season saying what's going on. You might as well just be on the linebacker list in my opinion. Yeah, um, exactly. I mean, when, when you look at how he's produced, it is had been a hundred percent as a linebacker, Ryan, he's been in the backfield getting hits on quarterbacks way more than he's been making them um, making plays as uh, as what you would think of a safety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that's a weird that's a weird one for me, but I would make the counterpoint. If he wasn't traded for a ridiculous number, would he be actually getting valued higher because it was like, oh, this was a great draft pick? Mm, that's interesting. But then on the flip side, Minka Fitzpatrick was a first round pick and then also traded for a premium first round pick, and he's still able to get in the top two. Yeah, that's that is a good point. Um, but what was Jamal Adams two firsts? Yeah. yeah. Could, could you imagine? I, I mean, Justin Simmons is great and deserving of being the number one guy, but a team would be out of their mind to trade two first round picks for any safety. And I think Jamal Adams has, you know, kind of busted that market. No team's going to get two firsts for a safety now. No, I mean, there are very few positions that you should even give two firsts for. Mm, quarterback obviously obviously um, left tackle if he's yes. like fantastic pass rusher yep i was good i was gonna say i think i'm done with the offense yep yeah yeah pass rusher the way the nfl is valuing receivers right now you wonder but i wouldn't no way no. i mean yeah. no absolutely not and is that it pass rusher what did stefan Diggs get he got one first. I don't know okay. if there was uh, some other juice sprinkled on top, but I know he got I, first. I would say, depending on the situation your team is in, you could maybe make the case um, that a shutdown corner could be worth it. But that would even – you would be under scrutiny for that trade. What, what you, was you the Jalen Ramsey trade? That I was two remember. ones. That was, was two ones. Yep. Yeah. It, it I mean, was in that worked out for him. Jair Alexander, like he's still a young guy, has every trait you could ask for. Uh, I think if the Broncos were to trade Pat Sertan, obviously, I don't think this is going to happen. I don't think I'm going to even need to touch on wood. But if the Broncos were to trade Pat Sertan f- to a team that is a Super Bowl Bills. contender for, for two, yeah, the Bills for, for two first round picks, I think the Bills, I think that'd be a good trade for him. Yeah, especially because that's going to be the, an end of first round pick almost certainly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, a hundred percent. Conversely, if would you be happy with the trade if the Broncos traded two firsts for Jair Alexander? Well, mm, yeah. I mean, the bill wouldn't come due for a couple of years because <laughs> there are no firsts to trade. But yeah, I I, I would be excited. This- in this situation, that would be so freaking exciting. I mean, Henry just said he has all the tools. He's young. And then you pair him with Pastor Tan. Oh, man. And then, and then, and then you are trading, uh, you know, to, two picks in the bottom, certainly the bottom half of the draft, but or the bottom half of the first round, but probably the last seven picks of the first round. Wow. I mean, you do have, like, when you have the Russell Wilson contract and, you think about you're paying Simmons, you're paying Jair Alexander, you pay the it team building wise, you'd probably be in a pretty tough spot. But I, if they have a plan and they could like justify it, I'd be all in. Yeah, you, I you mean, thinking of all spot. that is 
is beyond where I, I just meant like straight up the trade. Do you think they win that trade? And I, I think it all just depends on like how much of a contender you think you are. The more of a contender, the more you believe you're winning a Super Bowl this year, the less your, your picks are worth. I mean, could you imagine the Broncos not having a first round pick for four straight years? That would just be the opposite of what anyone thought George Payton was about. <laughs> but look, I mean, not having first round picks for the for the first two years of this deal uh, is certainly a good deal because they got Russ. And then to have that type of corner. Oh, man, that would be so good. And then, and then you just look at the Rams. They did this exact same thing. Now, some other teams have tried it, and it hasn't worked, but it certainly works for the Rams, just saying F them picks uh, and and then stacking their team with, with a lot of highly paid guys. And then you just have positions that don't have any investment. Bro, look at the Avalanche. They made their first pick of the draft in the sixth round. <laughs> that is incredible. I love it. And no one cares. I actually saw someone tweeted at uh, AJ yesterday and was like, if they didn't win the cup, the Kemper trade would have been a bad trade. And I was like, this is the dumbest point I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) If John Elway didn't get Peyton Manning, you'd be a bad GM. Yeah, exactly. Like if if you didn't do that thing you did directly because of the other thing you did, uh, then that would have been bad. Like, what are you talking about? Um, All right. So, a little bit of a change here. We actually got a lot of comments today, so we're actually going to start them here Ooh. in the second segment and wrap them around to the third segment. And the first one comes in from Big Hank Stan. No one's ever oh, been yeah. Big RK Stan or Big Zach Stan. We got to yeah. figure that Let's out. Let's into that. Uh, I guess the words, the kinds of hotels I stay in, such as the Brown Palace, don't offer such amenities as a lobby auction. But if they were to grant my state with such a marvelous event, I can only imagine what trinkets and, and ephemera they would place on the block assigned RK dishwasher salmon cookbook or a Zach touch wood token perhaps or maybe even a big Hank match play used nine iron nonetheless wow. if you find gents had to auction off your most treasured item of sports memorabilia at an end of your choice what would it be and what would you do with the proceeds love Hank Stan um, also mm. by the way if you hear the way that this person speaks I think you can guess um that's commenters. I was thinking the exact same ah, thing. I think and I you're right them. about that. Welcome <laughs> back, my friend. Yes. Welcome back. <laughs> um. Okay, so you're giving away your most treasured item of sports memorabilia. Let's start there. What is that, Henry? I'm trying to think. I'm probably missing something. Jake Plummer signed football is right up there in the running. I've got like some tickets. I'm not sure what like people care about tickets, like the AFC Championship game ticket before they won the Super Bowl. Um, I don't think that probably makes the cut. It's, I mean, it got me that sign football. I might not have anything all that great. Ooh, there are some pictures. There's like a John Elway signed picture, which is not as cool as a football, but it's John Elway instead. So that outweighs it. I've got like a, a picture that's like Ian Gold, DJ Williams, and I don't think it was Al Wilson. I haven't seen it in forever. Seems like, like it, sh- it should be Al DJ? Wilson. It yeah. might, it might have been, yeah. If it's Al John Wilson, Mobley? that is a gem. No, it was Mobley. It was Mobley. Yep. Nice. Um, okay. I have a couple that I would put up here. I have a John Elway signed jersey. These are all ones that I actually. These two are ones I got in person. John Elway signed jersey. Terrell Davis signed jersey. Um, the problem with both of them is I was a dumb kid and I kept wearing them after I got the autographs. Um, so like they're worn down a little bit. The Elway Jersey, I like was wearing playing football in the park and someone grabbed me by the collar. So the collars ripped. Um, can't you just say it was game worn? 
Yeah, it, it might be a little small for John, but you know. Um, and then the the sickest one I probably have, which I don't actually have access to right now. It's a long story, but uh, of things I've owned in my life um, is a stick, uh, Easton Synergy stick, signed by every member of the 2001 Avalanche. Oh, buddy, that is too cool. And I've got something perfect to compliment that. Right here is an Avs hat signed by the 2001 Avs championship team Ooh. as well, Ryan. Maybe we got Sick. those uh, signed signed by the team on the same day. Uh, the, the other one that I would uh, go with is the Peyton Manning signed football um, as well. Uh, got that from uh, my fiance's parents and and both pretty cool things. And Ryan, unfortunately with, with the abs hat, I did the same thing. So it was the 2001 team. I think I got it in 2002. Um, won it at a camp actually for being the, uh, I think uh, having the best sportsmanship uh, at the camp <laughs> and, and, and somehow came away with that. But the issue was, what were we 10 years old at that point? I, I wore it a couple of times and uh, got got a little, uh, I think, a ketchup stain on the hat. And uh, so every day I see it, I remind myself of how stupid it was to wear it. It has not been worn in a long time. We I need to, like, clip this and save it to show to our, our kids when, you know, when we have them. Like, <laughs> yeah. when because they're going to want to wear the thing, too. Every kid does. Mm-hmm. And you want, you want to flex it. You want to show it off. Yeah. Um, and, like, we can show them, like, look, we regretted this, like, we were like you at one point too. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. <laughs> All right. I I did just realize I've got a, a football signed by uh, Lavander Seegers, who you guys probably don't care about. But if Let me the guess, comment- Montana, he was such a dope returner. He was the returner right before Mark Mariani, who wound up being like a Pro Bowl NFL returner. But yeah, that's a that's a good one. I feel like our, our commenter might enjoy that one the yeah, most. There you go. I do have a couple <laughs> of right. things that, that have some serious meaning to me. All right, the next one's from the Big T. This is a long one. Okay, okay, okay. Yes. Where has this fallacy come from that the UK has bad food? It's getting as bad as the Yanks thinking British people have bad teeth. You'll find some what? of the... <laughs> You will find some of the best restaurants in the world here. Food is a massive thing, especially in London. Some incredible Chinese and Indian food, but also Caribbean, Italian, French, Eastern European. You will find it all. And in most places, you'll even find barbecue in Mexican places to rival yours. Wow. Uh, Can't knock it till I try it. Although I will say American does barbecue, fast food, and Mexican better than us. But, well, you guys invented two of them and are so close to Mexico. In certain parts of London, you'll find brilliant street food from most countries, but also fancy restaurants, too. Look up South Bank Center Market for a wide range of street food traders from all over the globe. Literally anything. Highly recommended. Use TripAdvisor to find somewhere highly rated close to where you're going. But if I had to recommend what you try here, that uh, things that set us apart of, uh, from America, then it's the Indian food. Uh, as I know, it isn't very common over there. You'll find decent curry houses everywhere, and the food is fantastic. But your first time, you'll want to go to a good one. There are some weird English things that people hardly eat, like jellied eels, uh, and very few here would recommend. But you're obviously going to want to go to a decent fish and chip shop, uh, but it really should be eaten in the paper on the beach somewhere. Uh, But given the time of the year, I wouldn't recommend that. But any decent pub or restaurant will have it on the menu, too. Not quite the same, though. Another London special is pie, mash, and liquor. 
The liquor is sort of parsley sauce, parsley sauce, and the other two are self-explanatory. Almost everything else is the same as it is in the U.S. Food has become global. I would say the quality of restaurant food in London is fantastic. Just like any big city, you will love it. Peace out, the big T. You do notice, though, that when he's talking about the good food, it's all French food or Italian food. He's never like, oh, just the British food straight up. You know? uh, that could be the thing that people are – where the fallacy is coming from. There Probably. And, you know, so defensive. And typically mm. when you find people being really defensive, it's because there's a little juice there, mm. a little meat there. And I'm not just talking about the pie mash and liquor dish you're talking <laughs> about there. Uh, the, the the big tea, um, a little a little offended that one of uh, America's staples is fast food. I mean, I know you're not wrong yeah. there, but I know you like to get that little jab in. Uh, yes. Might I... be the best we've thing we've done food wise oh god i don't i really don't eat fast food so i can't speak to it although like chick-fil-a like wow we really outdid ourselves there <laughs> so like when you go up to montana and get mexican food it's really good but it's very different than the mexican food you get here like it's basically just like cheese melted on all sorts of stuff yeah i'm kind of curious what like english mexican food would be right because i would be like because i'm sure it's nothing like what what we have here and it might Maybe they maybe they found something there. Yeah, even so, like Colorado Mexican food is elite, dude. Like, even if you go to Arizona, which you're closer to Mexico, you would expect the the food to get better. It doesn't. The food gets worse. So Colorado like has a thing going for it. It's certainly good, and I think the green chili is a big part of yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. And it's like the, it's like the green chili and that stuff where it's like, yeah, that's just undeniably the best. There's also like it, it can be just a little bit too authentic for me. Again, like coming from Montana where it's just like cheese melted on stuff. Like sometimes sometimes that does sound just a little bit better. Samuel B. Sue says you need to try Mexican food in Mexico in Mexico, bro. If you don't think I have done that, it's like my favorite thing in like like there's this taco place uh in San Jose del Cabo that is I dream of it daily, so don't worry. Um, I've got you covered there. The Mexican food in Mexico, yes, it's the best. <laughs> We're yeah, not trying to fight that. that. We're not discounting that at all. He says U.S. Mexican food sucks. See that? Where I think you're wrong. It's just um, different. But I'm. It's, it's. Go ahead. I wonder if he's referring to Tex-Mex um, at, as mm-hmm. as what sucks because that's it, that's a whole different brand. I, that that's not even like america trying to be mexican food that that's america saying we're going to just have a totally different version of this and so samuel bisu if, if you're referring to tex-mex yeah don't worry we're not trying to uh copy mexican food with that i want, I want this on like yes i want the, what brandon curry said tattooed on me yes food is so good hard to say too much of it sucks exactly <laughs> food is just wow. the best okay what even is text like what's a tex-mex dish that i that's um, like normal have you been to torchy's tacos yes that is tex-mex so like the fried chicken taco with like yeah. honey drizzle like it, it, exactly exactly okay, yeah. where, where it's like it's the idea of a mexican dish aka literally a taco but then everything in it isn't trying to be you know beans cheese a chili it, it's totally different things so or, the, the yeah. only problem with that food is calling it mexican food because it's still delicious mm, right right and and, and that's yeah. that's why it's tex-mex you know yeah. it, it, yeah. It's, it's its own thing and samuel was referring to tex-mex and don't worry uh i don't think any of us are thinking of 
Torchy's tacos when we're thinking of Mexican food. They're also, very like, different things. Eggshin, who just said Tex-Mex is an abomination, also just said a lot of queso. Queso is incredible. Queso love, is incredible. I love it's queso. so good. That's like a top three food, maybe. I, I believe that for you. But I also like <laughs> love queso. Yes, literally last night I made a burger um, with queso, regular melted cheese on it, and then green chili on top of that. Oh, wow. Get out of here. Oh, my gosh. That sounds so good. Last oh, night, man. Last night I made a piece of fish and then was planning on just walking over to Qdoba and get some chips and queso also. And I was like, are you that really is... doing this again? That Once a week is probably enough. Maybe twice. Their chips and queso is so good. I would have a hard time living that close. I know. I oh, can just see it out it's... the window right now. Oh, my gosh. You're killing me. And after you oh. eat all this food, you got to check out our friends over at Green Mountain Dental to get all that <laughs> queso cleaned out of your mm. mouth. And also, when you check them out, schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam You'll get a free Sonicare toothbrush. Yes, they'll hand you a free Sonicare toothbrush just by getting your teeth cleaned. They're part of our family over at DNVR. We're part of theirs, so go check them out. They're only a 15-minute drive from downtown Denver. And when you do, tell them DNVR sent you and schedule that cleaning, x-ray, and exam for the free Sonicare toothbrush. And also check out FOCO. FOCO has a whole bunch of collectibles, including all sorts of different Broncos stuff. I don't, let's see. Too many to count. Too many Broncos options to count. Um, there's like multiple different Broncos bikinis. There's multiple different sweatpants and different backpacks and duffel bags. But there's also things like a Russell Wilson bobblehead where there's like, it's like Colorado is like little trees in the background. It says like Denver, home of the Broncos. That way it's like a road sign. It's a cool little bobblehead. There's, there's all sorts of different that like slippers cool. and that sort of stuff. Like the, the, man cave like metal signs like broncos fans only parking signs there's all sorts of awesome collectibles from foco um so get on over there and check it out uh because right now if you do that you can use the promo code dnvr at foco.com you'll get 10 percent off uh it's obviously our partners so we like to support them uh best way you can support us is to Either go to foco.com or just click the link in the YouTube description. Use that code DNVR for 10% off. There you go. Great stuff. Uh, Jose's here, right here saying, deep fry it or put cheese on it is an American culinary mandate. See, now we're doing that thing with fallacies. Nah, I don't know. A deep fry it and put queso on it. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, I'm I so think hungry right now. Me. You could literally deep fry anything and put queso on it and I would eat it. <laughs> <laughs> you might need to take a pause in this podcast and get some food and come back yeah i also have another show right after this a haircut right after that and another show right after that so i will not be eating for at least two and a half hours oh that <laughs> is tough that is tough <laughs> let's see if our guy zach can help us out he says hey guys first time commenting we got him i'm going into my last year at ohio state and i always try to get a broncos game when they play near columbus since they play in tennessee and i've never been to nashville i figured it'd be a perfect opportunity to go with that being said what is the chance the dnvr crew ends up in nashville that weekend 100 <laughs> <laughs> percent that's wow. the chances. Oh, so there's bad. a 100% chance that we will be in Nashville. Uh, and not only that, we are going to have a party on Saturday night at uh, 
a place to be named later, um, somewhere you know in the cool parts uh, of Nashville. Uh, and then um, we're going to have a tailgate on Sunday. So <laughs> prepare yourselves oh, for Nashville. And I'm going to eat my weight in Nashville hot chicken. <laughs> That's my plan, too. CU has that basketball game against Tennessee in Nashville, too. Same that same day. day. Yeah, so I don't – there's probably no way to make it work, but we'll see what the schedules look like. The, the hardest thing is that um, we know it's not a night game for the Broncos. The chances of it being like a Sunday night basketball game seem r- pretty low. Yeah, especially – I wonder – you probably know what TV network is it's on, you know? So, like, if it's a CBS game, then it oh. could be, you know? It's a really good point. If it's NBC, then no. I don't know. We'll we'll figure that out when the time comes. All right, next one's from True Champ Fan 24 my peeps. Been a while since I've commented, but I listen every day. Glad I fall under the BSN OG group. Hank and I have different ideas on wanting to see bears. Growing up in Montana has instilled such a massive fear of bears that I usually go over the top when I go back and visit my family. Got my bear spray and mm-hmm. my bear gun. Henry, since you're from Montana, please tell me you know what a pasty is. Oh, um, yeah. That's yeah, I need plenty of pasties. Yeah, they're like, I think Butte was the big one. I'm not sure where they come from. I think they might have been Irish at first. Very similar to just like a meat That's pie. That's a hot pocket. No. Yes. No. <laughs> yes. There's no peas in hot pockets. There could be. There could be, sure, absolutely. But you, see, you're, w- Zach and I have this theory that every culture of food has their own version of hot pockets, yeah. and there's just one okay. that comes in the frozen aisle, and that's absolutely like the UK, you know, Irish, all that stuff. That's their hot pocket. Uh, egg rolls, that's Chinese hot pockets. Like, you know, we yep. go, we can go yeah. on calzones, Italy, yep, Italian hot pockets. Although I bet you they don't even claim calzones, or do they? You were just there. I don't know, actually. I guess I I did see the word calzone on the menu. Okay, once. yep. That's yeah. their hot pocket. So, you know, it goes <laughs> on and on. Um, anyways, he says, as far as clapping at movies goes, I've only clapped at the end of one movie, Avengers Endgame. Everyone oh. in the theater was standing and clapping when Ron, uh, when Robert Downey Jr. Oh, no, 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 no. I haven't <laughs> seen it yet. We're rewatching. We're uh, me. My girlfriend hasn't seen any of the movies. I've seen, like, a third of them. We're going through. I'm going to plug my ears. Keep going. Um. There's no, there's nothing else. <laughs> uh, anyway, you says, you're welcome okay. back. He Thank says, uh, as always, I love y'all and go Grizz. The only spoiler he left is that Robert Downey Jr. is in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank God. Oof. Sorry, that's rude for you. Charles uh, in the comments <laughs> here says, how do you leave the comments that they read off? Uh, go to the DNVR.com. And if you become a member there, you just leave the comments underneath the most recent podcast that's posted on the website. And then the next time we do a podcast, we read those. So there you go. And Nikola Jokic, QB1, chimes in and did that. So let's read uh-huh. it. It says, I'm a day late on this one, but RK's story on Friday's pod about his ex getting him a Peyton Manning jersey instead of a Chris Harris Jr. jersey brings up a weirdly specific set of Broncos knowledge for me. I know for a fact that Nike did not manufacture Chris Harris Jr.'s jersey, at least until 2015, if ever. The Christmas after Super Bowl 48, my mom said she wanted to get me a Broncos jersey and asked for a list of guys I liked on the team. My list was one, Chris Harris Jr., two, DT, three, 
maybe CJ Anderson. I can't recall. In any case, you could only get a Chris Harris Harris Jr. jersey if you paid the extra fee for a custom job. So I ended up with an orange 88 jersey, which that's a classic. And I'm super happy in retrospect that it worked out that way. But fast forward to Super Bowl 50. Do you guys remember how the Broncos went with the white jerseys, though they were technically the home team? And Nike had already jumped the gun and made a bunch of orange jerseys with the Super Bowl 50 patch, despite those never existing in game. I ended up having to pay extra for a white Chris Harris, then buy a patch on eBay and fabric glue it to the jersey because Nike only released like two Super Bowl accurate jerseys and had a huge markup. Does my patch job look perfect? No, but it's unique and fun, so I stand by it. In the end, I guess what I'm really saying is, RK, don't blame your ex. Blame Nike. Mm, nope. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely Nike. true, though. I remember all those jerseys being the wrong color. Yep, Nike still an important part of my life. My ex, not. So <laughs> I was gonna say, if, there, if there's an ex that can be blamed, it, aren't you always gonna go there? Definitely go ex. But yes, I have a Von Miller Super Bowl Fifty orange jersey, which I thought was so weird, but. I think I've told this story before. The day after the Super Bowl, everyone leaves. And the Super Bowl store, you know, that they set up just like wherever in the convention center, whatever stays open. And everything is at a ridiculous markup because they don't want to transport it back to the warehouses. Or mark down. Mark down. Um, So I got that Von Miller Super Bowl 50 patched jersey the day after he won Super Bowl MVP for $80. (sighs) Oh. Wow, that is insane. And the fact that it's orange is adds a really cool touch to it, I think. Yeah, it's kind of a it's a it's a good story, at least. And um, yeah, that's the thing is the Broncos uh, didn't want to wear orange because they had never uh, won a Super Bowl in orange. So silly. I know you. I know you buy the vibes (laughs) of it, Ryan, but oh, my gosh. That's weird. Tell it. Say it's silly to the ring, bud. (laughs) <laughs> they would have had that ring even if they wore orange but yeah. nope no proof of that <laughs> only proof of losses in orange uh from mccoolist good afternoon guys does drew lock put the backpack on if he scores a td against denver and if they score on the first drive how fast do the drewies come out on twitter thanks for the podcast can't wait for the season to start why are we talking about drew lock <laughs> i'll say i'm excited oh, to watch but- drew this year I I I hope Drew wins the job. I don't think he's going yeah. to. I think it's going to be Geno Smith uh, against Russell Wilson and talk about just a, a boring game for the Seahawks uh, on their side. If so, I so hope it's Drew. And man, could you imagine if the Seahawks get the ball first and Drew goes down and scores, then we'll be talking about him. Will be oh something, and yes, the Drew people will be out in full force. The the Seahawks people will be going crazy until about midway through the second, when it's twenty one to seven. Uh, yeah. Midway through the second, that's gonna happen in the first quarter. Oh, I love it! I love it. Speaking of which, did you that... watch my Madden game yesterday? Uh, no, but we saw I was the not score. able to ninety six to zero. It was unbelievable. Oh, I can't believe that was in the Madden League. Henry, who do you yeah. owe an apology to? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, sorry, Logan. <laughs> so what happened was I was just going to run the ball because I, I'm i dope at it. But then I was up 21-0. And remember, I needed to get 150 yards for Drake London. But then he started double covering him, so I had to keep calling passes. And 
he kept throwing his 11 picks and 96-0. I kicked one field goal. And and instead of, obviously, I'm not going for going four on fourth. I'm up like by 70 points. But if I had gotten a touchdown there, it would have been 100. Some have said that it's actually more disrespectful to kick the field goal in that uh, situation. Or like mm, you have to I, just take the points. I was trying to run the clock out up eighty-nine to zero, and then he they just blitzed everybody, and there was a big hole. And I was like, "Well, can I just like dive with Leonard Fournette and not take the touchdown?" I was like, "No, that's disrespectful. It's wide open. Yeah. Just just go finish it <laughs> off." I, I actually support your decision on that. Um, if the only time where I would support the, the score like if there were eleven turnovers to the other side. Hmm. And there it was. Like that wasn't your fault. That wasn't your fault. Exactly. Right. It's like right. he just kept throwing bombs. I had a safety over the top. <laughs> All right. Next, wow. one. <laughs> next one's from Fasterette. Gentlemen, if you could choose one player, not Russ, to have a massive breakout game this year, which player would you choose and which week would you want it to be? I so badly want the PS2 game to come against the Chiefs with a game winning pick six. Much love, Pastorette. Mm, I like that. I'm, I'll just go a different route, but I'm sticking against the Chiefs in week 14, and I'm going Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy, that that would be so big and a massive breakout game for him. That means Russ is cooking, Jerry's cooking, and the Broncos get the win at home. Jerry better have his breakout game before that. Uh, but saying. you would yeah. – a massive breakout game, right. though. We're, we're talking 200-plus yards for Jerry. I'm saying that happens week one. I uh, <laughs> love it. I mean, Seattle, Russ wants to go. I can see it. Seattle's secondary is so bad. Uh, <sighs> someone is going to eat that day. And beyond being bad, like it, they they have that scheme and they don't really leave that scheme much. And Russell Wilson's practiced against it for a decade. Yep. Like there's. That could be a, a big number that day. But Maybe yeah, it's break- Albert O just carving up the seams against that cover three. And mm. I'm tempted. I there's a few names like Jonathan Cooper, not Jonathan Cooper. Sorry, Baron Browning. Like like somebody like that. It'd be nice to have like a big breakout from you know or like a Damari Mathis is just like oh wait we have another Chris Harris. But yeah, I mean more realistically, I'll go KJ Hamler because that's enough to be like oh he broke out now he's like for real. I'll say KJ Hamler just goes off. Um, Maybe Sunday night against the 49ers. Wait, the Seahawks changed their scheme according to Jose? Interesting. Wow. I mean, makes makes a lot of sense. Like that was just a that's what you run when you just have good players. Yeah. Three four. Interesting. All right, we'll see how that works. Also and eh, never mind. I'm not doing this. Um <laughs> Let's I knew go exactly find... where you were going to go. <laughs> you know what? No. <laughs> um, Samuel B. Sue finishes us off here. He says, hey, guys, I'm very happy for you guys to see how far DNVR has grown. I remember the days even before Zach was on the podcast. I thought back then that to have coverage of the Broncos like yours was positive and fun. Perspective was great. But what makes your company unique is the people that conform it. So it's no con- coincidence that all the success you were having and the great community that has formed. Thank you so much. Um, I have a theory on Cortland. Last year, he got more and more frustrated with the quarterback play. He is a guy that doesn't get a lot of separation, but he doesn't need it to get catches. But Teddy Mm -hmm. was the absolute worst QB he could have had because he never gave a chance for his wide receivers to make plays. If they recovered, he wouldn't throw the ball. And to add to that, 
Teddy didn't throw a good deep ball. I saw mm-hmm. Cortland's body language get worse and worse every week that passed. Um, since the Russ trade, his demeanor has drastically changed. I'm expecting Court to be a top 10, if not top 5 wide receiver. Russ is one of the best quarterbacks uh, to fit what Court does well, kind of like DT with Peyton. Welcome back, Zach. Uh, thank you, Samuel. I, I really appreciate that. And everyone in the comment section, uh, get showing me some love today. I really appreciate that as well. Uh, and Samuel, I think you're you're spot on just about how well that Russell Wilson matches up with with DT. I think it's going to help him immensely. Definitely. I th- one of the things that I think kind of stands out is that you know Teddy was solid looking off linebackers. Like, like all these underneath routes, and part of that's probably just because that's where he wants to throw the ball anyway. But, like, you, he's like, oh, I'm going to – whatever little hitch from the tight end over here, I'm going to look this way. But you didn't see him, like, look off safeties all that much. Like, all that downfield stuff. And you wonder if Russell Wilson just having his eyes downfield can open things up for Sutton, too. You know, just manipulate that defense in a different way. That's a random thought I've been having. Absolutely. Kind of yeah. All right, boys. Well, I have another podcast in one minute, so that's going to wrap it up for us here. Uh, Appreciate everyone who tuned in. Appreciate you guys uh, for leaving your comments. We missed you seeing you in the comments section there. Uh, Loved all the interaction on YouTube, so make sure you hit us with a thumbs up on the way out, and we'll be right back with you tomorrow.
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 